other than the fact that it's really damn cool to tell uh, friends, family, clients, hey, I've actually got a podcast. You know, what are actually some really good benefits of having a podcast and how do you start and grow one to really skyrocket your, your brand? So my guest today, Daxi Perez, is going to show us how to do that. Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers, and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up, to take action, and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, so a little bit before I get into today's episode, I want to do you know a bit of a pre-roll, um, a bit of my story. You know, I really got into podcasting uh, December 2019 because I I knew that podcasting is an absolutely awesome way to network to get in touch with people who are normally untouchable, they're hard to find. And it is, it's still a really good tool for that. Um, but obviously, it's a powerful way to grow your business, especially if you've got legs already going inside your business, like you've got some momentum, motion behind your business. Um, and I've got someone on the podcast today who's got a lot of experience of, pe- of taking people who've got a solid business already and then just like pouring gasoline on top of it and just like making like really good business solutions that come out of growing your brand, out of starting a podcast. Obviously, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. So that's why I brought on Taxi today. So he's from Legacy Podcasting. Um, and I'm going to read his suggested introduction. And that is, on today's podcast, I'm joined by Daxi Perez, the co-founder of Legacy Podcasting. Daxi has helped dozens of podcasts generate millions of downloads and dollars from their podcast, from his unique content production and marketing machine. From his five plus years of experience in the industry, he has developed a proven framework for having a podcast that can support itself in any business model or industry. So yeah, like from his introduction, we definitely go into content, we definitely go into growing an email list with podcasting, we definitely go into launching products and and uh, you know creating a great launch out of a, a podcast. Heaps of interesting stuff. It's a conversation which I really enjoy. I'm not just sitting there with questions. I just I'm curious. He says something. I bounce off ideas off him. So it's a really good chat. I hope you can join me for today's podcast with Daxi Perez. And I'm just going to leave. He's actually got a Facebook group too, so I'm going to leave that in the uh, description below. Um, but otherwise, I hope you can join me for today's conversation with Daxi. Let's get straight into it. Welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. This is Jules Dant, and I'm here with Daxi Perez. He's going to be teaching us everything about podcasting. And uh, I haven't had anyone come on yet to talk about podcasting. Really interesting topic, especially in 2020. You know, podcasting is becoming an explosive new media channel. And um, be really interesting to hear what's going down this year. Daxi, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited. Hey, me too. And uh, I was just wondering, so... 
obviously podcasting, I, I think it's a newer sort of platform for most people. Could you tell me how you first discovered it and then what you're doing right now? Yeah. I mean, I, I first discovered it, it's through uh, kind of dropping out of college and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And it's always better when you start out online to like do something where you're leveraging a skill you developed because then you have that learning curve yep. um, that you don't have to go over on something. Like if I want to be a graphic designer, I would have to learn a lot if I didn't learn how to draw when I was a kid. Right. Um, so I, I ran into it that way, just doing a lot of side hustles and see what worked for me. Um, Cause in high school I used to produce music. Um, that's always been a passion of mine. Um, and yeah, I mean, you mentioned like podcasts being a growing platform. It's, it's different than a platform. Platforms are, can come and go. It's a, it's a medium more like, you know, a websites or, mm. you know, it's like what radio was. Radio yeah. was a medium. Uh, podcasting yeah. is just the medium for audio content. Obviously there's, there's audio books and audible, but that's delivered differently. Um, but think of podcasting as just radio for your phone. Cause radio isn't really used in apps. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But uh, as, as far as like, yeah, man, the stars align. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't want to tell you, like, I would say one of the things that helped me the most when I started was, you know, learning about Jeff Bezos and his regret minimization factor is doing a lot of things in life and not having regrets. Or, you know, if you, if you have a big decision to make, like you have to think about like, am I going to regret if I don't do this or a big risk? And I just did that a lot in life. I did, I did a lot of risk, um, a lot of failures. Mm-hmm um until i found something that worked so okay so could you what is that regret would you say regret memorization uh regret minimization oh, minimization. Okay. I, I don't know if we want regret memorization. <laughs> yeah, i was like this question that okay so i'm gonna guess you had lots of different opportunities you could take you, you said you dropped out of college so you're trying to think of something to do uh i was i was trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> like yeah. I changed majors like four times. Yeah. 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 Um, and then with college, it's just like, I don't know. I just, I, I've, everything I've learned in life has been through the internet and with mm-hmm. college, I wasn't kind of learning. I was just following the system. You know, they're Same. like go to college and half the classes were required for, for degrees that I kept switching. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't even part of the degree. So it was just kind of useless. Um, and I realized like, you know, I had to pay for college too. So that was, that was a factor. I'm like, I'm working all day just to go to school all day yep. um, and make no money. So I uh, just decided to like uh, not pay college and figure out how to make some money on, I used to buy a ton of courses on Udemy, like $9, $7. I tried everything. Man. Yep. Um, e-commerce was actually the, where I first made money online and had some success with that. Uh, then I didn't want to scale that and I, I got into podcasting. So. Obviously, yeah, there's, there's quite a lot of uh, stuff you can't control with e-commerce, which is a bit frustrating. With podcasting, you can yeah. control a lot of what's going on. So how did you say, because I know you've got like a podcasting agency right now. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Me and yeah. Uh, uh, co-founder, Ryan Helms. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so how did you first get transition from getting your feet wet into podcasting to thinking, hey, this is something I can actually do for people? Um, so I, my, I first started working at other agencies for like two, three years, uh, as kind of like an audio engineer, audio manager. Um, and it just happened to be like when I was learning a lot more, I actually got into like marketing world, like click funnels through e-commerce because mm-hmm. a lot of my friends were using funnels to get more sales through, through, with products because it works, you know, sending people to one product rather than a website. 
Um, and then getting in that world and just learning about, you know, all these other marketers in the space. Cause they, they have one of the best communities, I think for marketers mm-hmm. as far as diverse diversity. Um, I realized that, you know, the companies I was working at, they could do more. I was trying to tell them like, Hey, why don't we offer this or do this? Like I was trying to figure out like either you, you're working for someone and then you help them grow and then it helps you grow. But if they don't want to, if they don't want your help, then you just got to do your own thing. And that ended up being what it was like the agency that I worked at. They just want to do audio and blogs for people. I'm like, this is, it's not year 2000. We got to do other stuff. So their content performs better. Yeah. And then uh, I was experimenting with the idea. And then I ran to somebody who had skill sets that I needed for an agency, which is my partner, Ryan. And then we just started it. So. And how many years ago was that? That was at the end of 2018. So our first client we launched in January, 2019. So. Okay. Nice. It's been going really well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, obviously is it, there's, okay, we're just, let's going to go down this rabbit hole. So how did you realize, or when did you realize, okay, not really realize, but when did you discover um, launching a podcast with a lot of momentum and how to do it? is a lot more effective because a lot of people will just say, Hey, I'm starting podcasts. And then, you know, nothing happens, no rankings, no one hears about it. So what was the method or how did you guys discover, um, you know, the best way to launch it is this way. Yeah. To be honest, uh, a lot of the podcasts we launched with or decided to launch with already had audiences Mm -hmm. because we worked with people where they start from zero Um, but it's ends up being a lot more work actually when you're trying to do less. Um, even if it wasn't like, even if there wasn't a lot of hype to build, because Mm -hmm. you don't know if your message is going to be received well, you don't know, you haven't tested it, you know, because you don't really know the market or what they want or their desires, their beliefs, et cetera. Um, so it always came back to what they were doing to generate attention already. Um, because podcast is, is for nurturing. It's not necessarily for a uh, first impression, yeah. you know, cause most of it is referral word of mouth, you know, after people get some value from you, then they'll go to the podcast once they know you a little bit. Cause then they know like, all right, I'm about to invest 30 minutes. Um, and that can be either entertainment or for education. Um, but you know, most people listening probably are more on the education route. Um, they have to see you or get some sense of you before they even hear about the podcast. Um, so figuring out um, for us, like when it came to launch for a give for a, for a podcast, like the only thing other than, you know, paid traffic was just doing giveaways mm-hmm. to get some virality, but really like you have to be uh, have some like hyperactivity on some platform um, like before this call or, or before this uh, interview, we were talking about LinkedIn, mm. like, you know, build a massive LinkedIn list and then launch a podcast, you know, do something first where you have at least a base of your potential listeners and then a launch. So it's, it's, it's harder now online to generate a lot of hype for a podcast. Yep. Um, if you don't even have an audience. Yeah. You know? Yep. I totally understand what you're saying. Unless you're doing like a coronavirus podcast and it was like March of 2020 and people are searching it. Yeah. You know, like makes complete sense. Um, and I think I have a good, so I'm, I was actually in that position where I'm, I'm the opposite of what you preach. So I had no audience, had no list, didn't test an idea, but I knew this was just a distribution channel that I wanted to go down. Um, but obviously I think the average podcast, uh, there's like seven episodes per new episode. A podcast. I'm not sure if that's still valid or accurate that 
stat. You know, fifty um, percent don't go past seven. Okay. Episodes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's that's a crazy high amount, and especially if you've got no list to to push you through, um, it yeah. makes complete sense. Yeah. And so, okay, let's just pretend that someone either wants to my position and they're just going to completely commit, or they actually do have an audience and they want to go launch a podcast. Why would someone want to go ahead and invest all this time and energy and money into starting one? It's a lot of work. It's more than people think. Uh, At least, even if it's just audio, it's still like, you know, generating ideas isn't always the easiest for people. I mean, if you have a lot of experience generating content before podcasts, it'll probably be easier for you. Like if you're already doing YouTube or already doing like a daily blog or something, mm-hmm. it'll probably be an easy transition. You just got a different style. But if you weren't producing content a lot before, it might be hard for you to come up with like 20 minutes every week or something mm-hmm. minimum. You want to do a minimum weekly show. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as what's, can, what was the question again? Uh, so like um, why would you want to invest all this time, money, and energy into starting one? Because like you said, obviously, um, there's a lot of uh, resources you have to put into this. What's the big payoff? Yeah, so there, there's a few things. One, it uh, has to be a long-term kind of mission for you um, and journey because it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So if you know you're trying to build something, podcasts can aid in several ways. One, uh, networking can really get you connections 100%. with people or associated with people that would otherwise never speak with you. And you could be seen with them online, which is pretty cool. Um, if you can get like a big name or something. And usually when you get big names, it's easier to get other big names. So it's good for elevating your authority. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're doing that also, um, sorry, I got to mute Slack. Uh, so why should they, should they start one, um, or invest as far as a marketer? Like if you have an online business, uh, attention is like the number one thing you want. And a podcast episode gets a lot of consumption compared to social media, which things are very short form on social media. There are people scrolling, you're fighting for attention, but on mm. podcasts, like, you know, our clients at least see like 80% average consumption. Uh, I get like 70%. So that means people are listening to a lot of out accumulative hours, mm. um, which is good, you know, cause then that lets people really get to know you, trust you, like you. Yeah. Um, hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. I, I would say those are the, the main things. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. The authority part, being seen with people, that you just can't put a price on that. Um, that's why I love it. Networking part, even better because you know somewhere down the line it could be a deal, or they know someone, or you just might just get a referral somewhere down the line. And even if you're not good at sales, that's just a really invaluable part to have. Um, but that last part you wanted to touch on. Um, oh crap! What was it? I have to go back to this. Um. That um last- last what i just said yeah yeah the last little bit uh why they should start one um, oh, oh, and i've got it now i've got it now um yeah so this is my question so um how how do you get people to listen all the way through to about 80 oh, you know, okay, percent yeah yeah like what's what's the the secret the secret ninja so there's a lot of factors right like sometimes you have to break it down mm-hmm. you have to know kind of first it comes down to your audience like what do they want to listen to? Like, why are they there? Uh, you know, different demographics will respond to content differently. Like if you're making a, a podcast that's very niche, they might listen for longer. Like if you're doing like marketing for lawyers, like, and it's just like, there's not a lot of competition, mm-hmm. you know, they might listen for two. I used to do a financial advisor podcast. His podcast would be two and a half, three hours long every week. It was so annoying, like to edit, dude. <laughs> um, like at least two hours. And you People have to listen the whole way through? 
you don't have to, but he would want to record that. We told him like, Hey, like you don't have to do two hours. Like people are only listening to 50%. Yeah. But, uh, but people would still listen to an hour at a time. Uh, other other audiences, maybe a younger demo probably won't have as high as an attention span. Um, and you just have to play like listening to what people are doing in your market as far as the episode lengths and formats, mm-hmm. like wh- how do they style the episode? Cause it's, it's just, it's like a show, you know, listen to the top people in your market, um, and experiment, you know, I see a trend coming down to, uh, more episodes at sh- shorter length. Um, I see that being a trend, um, that you don't have to do, um, like Robin hood. I don't know if you heard of them, the no. app. Oh yes. The app. The investing. Yeah, they have one of the top ten podcasts right now, uh, last month, and it's it's called uh, one minute snacks or something or minute snacks, and it's literally just a daily like update in the business world, four minutes every day, um, and they call it just snacks, and they're blowing up. That's it's helped their app grow a lot. Really, um, so that's a trend that's happening. A lot of a lot of the top podcasts are news podcasts because they they add that right or they add that uh kind of you know, news feel where it's fresh stuff, you know? Yes. Yeah. I think, uh, have you, have you heard of marketing school with Neil Patel? Yeah. They how they do their podcast is interesting. Mm, Really, Um, really good content. Five minute bite-sized stuff. Most days. They actually record in one sitting. Like they'll meet like one time a month or something. I forget where he said it. Oh yeah. Um, And they'll record in one sitting and then they'll just chop it up. Um, Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Because yeah, it, like that's, that's something I've I've been looking at possibly doing like for myself soon. Um, yeah, like have you been doing what most people do, which is either batch it or you just have one or two days a week where you get people in and then interviews I can batch mm-hmm. um, and have ahead of time, but solo episodes I don't know. Um, they're harder know. to do. I do them every week. How about you? I I have like a, a running list of ideas, but I have to feel inspired. Um, personally, I have to feel inspired. I've been, I've been looking at, you know, I've been trying to, since I'm doing a lot of video now, I have to be f- like aware that I want it to be interesting for video as well, um, for YouTube. Um, so that's kind of a, I'm developing a new skill before I was the first, you know, a bunch of episodes are just audio. Yep. Now I'm doing video too. So I'm having to get comfortable doing that as well. Uh, so. okay. And when you, what's, I'm just curious, like what's the difference between just showing up on a mic and doing one specific podcast but another one you said might be more tailored towards video. Like what is it the way you present yourself or is it just the content? Oh, for video, you have to be more animated. It has to be edited differently. And uh, then yeah. the format is different. Um, there has to be something that makes it a little visual. Um, it, it's usually probably shorter if you're making something for YouTube. Yep. Um, and probably something, at least the title and stuff could be different on the YouTube and your podcast, but it, YouTube is mainly around search um, or clickbait. Right. Okay. And like, like we may as well just go down here. So you think that right now, are you doing this with your clients that you, you're starting to obviously publish to the podcasting world. Um, But then are you publishing full sort of episodes or are you kind of doing like Joe Rogan where he just gets that clickbaity title five minute clip from a three hour podcast? And we uh, wanted to do that with one. We did that a little bit with Steve Larson with one of his channels and it did good. Mm -hmm. But, um, that is more for like an entertainer or someone who's like a personality, like really big personality. Makes sense. for Joe Um, Rogan. Yeah. Like Joe Rogan, the guy, uh, unbox therapy. He's been doing that. Uh, H3H3 does that 
lot of other comedians do that. Theo Vaughn, um, et cetera. That's, that's for, uh, and usually they, when they do that, it's a separate channel on YouTube. It's a channel just for that type of content. Um, or it's clips like Joe Rogan yeah. has a JRE clips. Yeah. Cause then the algorithm recommends things that are similar in length, similar in style. Um, mm. while if you listen to an, uh, uh, a Joe Rogan clip and then you see another, the, uh, the episode and you click it and you only listen, you still listen to five minutes or 10 minutes, but it's a two hour episode. That's really bad. Like the algorithm, like it, it goes through, uh, um, playtime. Yep. It's, it's usually like click through rate on your thumbnails and then play time. So that's the biggest things. They just want people to use the platform, you know? Um, so if you have separate channels that it helps. So, all right. So, so what you're trying to do is either, which so, you try to do for click funnels, but they end up throwing all the videos on the, on their support channel. So that didn't work. So you're just going to now use YouTube and it's also search based intent marketing, which is pretty damn helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So um, are these full length episodes you're, you're posting or what's your strategy behind that? Uh, what do you mean? On, so you're trying to use video now for your podcasts. Are these the, the 20, 30 minute length episodes? Are they clipped up? For solo episodes or interviews? Uh, let's hear about both. Um, like, like I said, I'm still experimenting with clients. We've done both, mainly just the, the full length because they never really go over 20 to 30 minutes um but for us like ryan like it's usually just single individual we think about the episode itself um and like what the the whole theme is of it's going to be um we've actually contemplated me and ryan because we do weekly shows um chopping it up and making it like different ones but we just haven't done it yet so yeah so okay so still in the early alpha beta stage for us you personally say. yeah Okay, we'll have yeah. to get you back on the show to see what the results are like. <laughs> and what's the, what's the end goal of that? So you're posting on YouTube, but why are you doing that? Um, it's more evergreen uh, and it's just a different audience base. YouTube isn't going to go anywhere. And, you know, it's just another platform asset to build. So, yeah. Okay. YouTube okay. is interesting. All right. Um, so. so is it like, what, I've seen... Um, I think Dan Henry. I'm not a YouTube did. expert, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I, yeah. I like one, one benefit that might be good for, I don't know, for the listener to think. I've saw Dan Henry do this. He started just pushing people to his YouTube, um, YouTube page all the time. Like, why would he be doing that? And then I realized, oh, right. You can retarget people who watch oh, he does ads. videos. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that's exactly why. So um, it could be another really good, really good benefit, especially if it's that particular keyword phrase. Um, cool. Let's shift gears a bit. I want to sort of hear about what results have you given to your clients or what results have they seen from launching a successful podcast? It's wide ranging depending on the niche they're in. Uh, yep. like when we launched this week, um, we did it like a giveaway campaign. He got over 4,000 entrants to the giveaway, uh, 4,000 emails. Um, and about over half of them were new emails, um, which is crazy. Uh, because the way it works is uh, in the viral campaign, they get more tickets to, in the contest for the prizes, whatever that, yep. that they gives out. Uh, and one of them is if you, if someone uses your link that you share, you get more points. Oh, right. So, so mainly referrals you're saying. Yeah. So that component, like you got a bunch of emails, um, another client, like they're in real estate, they're higher ticket. They do done for you real estate. Yep. Their first week, you know, we threw out a bunch of episodes 
and they've had a list for 10 plus years and they've never made content. <laughs> so like they throw out a bunch of episodes around kind of the biggest false beliefs and problems and solutions about what's happening in the market right now. Immediately someone who's been on their list forever and never worked with them was like, I want to work with you. That was amazing. And it ended up being 200K net profit for them. Uh, just in that. Obviously, like depending on yeah. what business you're in, high ticket, low ticket, et cetera. Yeah. But if you're, if you're using it for, for nurturing, I think it's really good if you're, if you're talking about the right problems and solutions. Um, so that, that's kind of a lot of the results we've seen. And a lot of them are just, you know, they're, they grow every month. Like it's not just a big kind of like, boom, we did it. And then that's it. Like the, our, our goal with clients is to grow every month and not be stagnant, mm. um, which is usually what happens. So and, another one of an event, like events a lot, a lot of our clients throw events and that usually does really well yep. when they sell tickets, et cetera. Okay. So, and like say the content of the podcast, are they, is it a mixture of either pitching their opt-in or products services or, you know, creating strategic alliances with people who might be good affiliates for them and then um, promoting their products or like what's the strategy behind, you know, here's the show notes to get X. Um, as far as promoting something. Yeah. Uh, usually that's, that's like, I mean, they have organic call to actions that usually happen, but the goal is just to make stuff that people want to listen to. And it really has to do with psychology more than anything, really understanding what people want to know more of and, or, you know, where is that audience and how do you find them more, you know, like, and how do you deliver this message? Once you have the right audience, like, and they trust you, like, as long as you're just making stuff that you know they need right now, like they'll keep listening. And then once you have that attention, then you just mention stuff. That's a progression from the content, you know? Because if, mm. if you mention something and you mention the next step, what they can do after this, like they'll naturally want that. Um, yeah, so. exactly. Always Al Sharpen's a really good example of this. I don't know if you know him. Yeah. Um, so he's got a podcast, uh, obviously. Yeah, the momentum. I don't know if he's in the ClickFunnels space. He's a big coach, but he has the momentum podcast, just literally how to like scale businesses, grow teams. And every episode is like, almost like a consult. It's just really good value. And he's like, at the end of every episode, he's like, if you want personalized help, just book a call here. Yeah. If you want more help, if you want the next step, just go here. Yep. That's a trend um, I'm really saying. The content's a lot. always number one. Uh, exactly. That's always exactly. number one thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like I'm seeing this a lot. A trend is um, instead of people hiding behind a paywall, it's, it's like, I'm literally giving you all the secrets here. Um, yeah. do it all yourself. I actually, it's, it's interesting you said that because this morning, I don't know if you know, traffic and funnels. I well see the ads a lot. Yeah. Cause they make a lot of money. <laughs> they probably put a lot of money. Like they make a million and a half a month or more, maybe like 2 million a month now. Yeah. Um, probably more than that. That was last year. Um, but, uh, this morning they sent out an email, uh, to everyone and it said, Hey, uh, I forget exactly what it said. Um, but it says, uh, get access to your free account of inbound sales closer. And I was like, I didn't buy an account. What is this? Like they just gave it a free membership and there's an email with like a, a URL, your login details, your username and a, and a kind of long password. And you go to it and then you log in, you put in the information and then it's just a full free course, like four or five weeks of like a lot of content. A lot of it looked repurposed, but it was really good and i was like oh this is interesting because if someone goes through this who is new about how to like improve their inbound sales 
at the end, it's like, all right, now go join our, our next level program. It's mm. 997. Mm. Um, so they were leading with free content in a course, which is pretty interesting. That's why people do challenges a lot, free yeah. challenges. Yeah. And, and curious to actually in that, inside that course, um, or even just challenge you've seen, um, and even Alex's stuff, I'm just curious, are they giving a lot of also how to, because a lot of marketers, uh, people are getting a bit more sophisticated with, you know, you're just giving me a lot of what to, and that's a bit of a frustration for people who are in this space. You know, they've seen all the tricks. They just want the meat. Um, so are you sort of noticing it's a more how to as well, not just what to? Um, in, in regards to what, like podcast content or? Yeah, podcast content. content. Uh, it's a mixture. Like that is a component you want to have. And like I said before, it's always about the audience, right? Like who are they? Mm. Like if they're just, if they're just there for mindset, could just be more, you know, story-based. Um, but it's usually a mixture of story um, and then also uh, like tangible, like here's what you can do, um, which is, I guess, how to do it as well. Yep. Here's what you can do. Here's how to do it. Um, and then give people takeaways, um, which is why, I mean, that's my style and that's why it requires more effort, I think, to do episodes uh, the way we do it. But it's usually better result because people can go do something um, after they listen. <laughs> you know, it's not just stuff yep. they can find on Google. Mm. Um, so just so to recap that, so what are you going to say? I cut you off there. It's, it's, it's a mixture. You want to have some variety to your content on how you do things. I definitely want, you definitely got to have the story based, which I'm sure you're aware of. Yep. I do um, it every episode. Yeah. It's pretty helpful. And then you want to kind of have like, I always say, and this is what I tell myself and I do this. I literally say this in the beginning of the episode. Like if you listen to this episode, you're going to learn how to XXX or yep. you're going to, I'm going to teach you. So I, I kind of pre-frame mm. what the whole point of this is. Um, and that reminds you like, Oh, I got to deliver on this in this content. If I, if they don't walk away knowing this piece, then like I, I failed you know? Yes. So. Yeah. 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 I really like, I started doing that as well. And, um, I like, I love using the, if then classic copywriting sort of click, like if you problem, 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 then you're going to want to like, listen to this. And like, that's the yeah. book. I always sales, use. People use that in sales pages too. Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It, it's super, super helpful. Hey, while we're on the um, topic of content, um, you're mentioning that, uh, you know, podcast, a good, good podcast, especially if they're new, they're going to be crushing a lot of false limiting beliefs. It's just there to sort of nurture the customers, educate them a bit better. Um, I, I remember maybe a few months ago, I don't know if this is still a thing, but uh, Steve Larson was saying that, uh, you know, your first few episodes of podcasts when you launch should be almost like a, a stretched out webinar. You, you, you're breaking those false beliefs um, so that they're, you know, fully indoctrinated into your world. Is that something you still follow or, what would be say like if someone was to start a new podcast, what would be those ideal first five to seven episodes? Yeah. And also when, when I talk podcasting, it's mainly from the perspective of people who have online businesses and they're yep. trying to promote and grow it. There's so many different types of podcasts. Like if you're just like a soccer mom and you just like a hobby or passion, like you're it's probably having not a just, chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just, it's different. You don't have to be as serious. Right. It could just be fun. Um, Cause we have some podcasts we do that. It's literally like we have a few relationship ones. Mm -hmm. um, and one of them is just about like, it's, it's called husband in law. And it's about the story of how this lady was married. They're both Mormon. And then they, her husband turned gay and married another guy, but all three of them are still friends. 
It's literally just that relationship. It's kind of weird. That's and it does well. <laughs> uh, but now she's developing it into a business, which is pretty crazy. That wasn't the intention. Um, but okay. going back to like the sideways, the <laughs> webinar. story. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> going back to the sideways webinar uh, style. Um, so, you know, keeping it under that umbrella of like, if you have an online business, your first episodes are always to be the most listened to. So you want that to be your pillars, right? You want that to be like the, the main things that you have, that you want people to believe or know about you um, and why you're different. Like that's when you can really make an first impression um, and make people have like a novel experience. Um, but if you're don't, if you're not the person to do solo episodes, you can still do the same thing, but with interviews, if they're positioned right, like what are the big things I want people to, you know, believe or know that what we stand for, et cetera. And who are the guests that can get, that can talk on that topic. Mm, yes. Um, so totally. Those bases. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Do you have, um, I've noticed that my trailer is the most downloaded episode. Is, is that the same for you and your clients? Your trailer? Yeah. The episode zero. Uh, that's because, tra- uh, do you have it as a trailer or as an episode? Well, it's kind of like a mini episode. That's actually an episode type. Like trailer is an episode type. Is it? I don't think I yeah, selected like in, that. At least in Simplecast, it has it. And I think a few other ones where you can make an episode a trailer. So that way... Um, it's, it's some app and some apps, I think like Apple and a few other mm. ones, it's actually pinned to the top. Um, uh, okay. I don't think it is. I think when I did it, it was just published as a trailer, um, yeah. sorry, as an episode. Yeah. Cause if people, people will always scroll back if they like content, they'll go to the beginning or even if they're just curious, they just want to hear what the first one's like. Mm. So yeah, the, the first episodes are always the most downloaded. Yeah. Yeah. And I made, I I think I had a good feeling that that would happen, that people would really want to listen to the first episode to get to know you. Um, and I put a lot, I never do sound effects. I never do, um, whatever it is, but it was all story-based, um, just to hook people in. So, um, you know, what, before, I know we haven't probably wrapping up with time, but like, how would you sort of hook people in in those first few episodes um, if, if, if it's a solo or an interview show to make sure that you know, they stick around. Yeah. I, I would just figure out like, you know, what are your audience's biggest problems? And those episodes are the solutions right? yes. of like external, internal vehicle. Um, so external, like what are the biggest problems I think that exist outside of them? You know, whether it's money, time mm. related to your topic, obviously like, you know, stuff that they would want to, like, you got to put yourself in their shoes, you know, like when you understand them, like if you were going through the app, like, what would you want to hear right now? You know, and then a lot of it's marketing and copywriting. Like, how do you have the, the best title um, and promise? So that it's, it comes down to that and some, and it's very dynamic to like the person and the audience, but essentially what it comes down, you th- just think about them. Like once you get the audience, really think about what they would want to hear or listen to. So yeah, yeah, a hundred percent agree. Um, you know, solving problems, especially with stories, because that's how you just keep people people wanting to know, or, like, what's the yeah. Ending. Sometimes it's not even solving; like, it's just knowing what the problem is, and then talking about it. And then you know, sometimes you try to offer a solution, but uh, just knowing what they want to like click or listen to. So. Yeah. Really is, is the beginning is the beginning so exactly hey daxi i can edit this bit out how much time have you got left i've just got one burning question yeah go for it okay cool um yeah so especially if someone's say a solopreneur doing it on their own not a huge budget budget um 
should they worry about uh, the growth of the podcast? So like distributing it, um, lots of content marketing, or should they just be focusing on the quality of content and make, making sure that, it's, like you said, addressing people's problems, really good stuff. People want to binge listen to it. It's a hard question to answer. Um, could I, Cause at least the type of podcast we do, we always try to correlate it to, you know, what is the goal of your business? And then how does the podcast supplement that? Um, whether it's a networking piece or just the content for your profiles, et cetera. Mm. Um, so knowing that, you know, like if your brand is mainly generating, you know, sales through courses or coaching, like that's, I think solo content is super important. Um, so it's, yeah, it's hard to answer because it's, it's, yeah. So I kind of forgot the question now. Well, <laughs> the question is, the reason why I'm asking is because, um, Oh, how to grow how well, to, Should yeah. you focus on growth or should you focus on quality? And if you're a solopreneur, like you don't have as much time to really focus you, on both. Yeah. So that stuff is usually a byproduct of, I see like understand your market really well because when you really, really know your people and you know where they exist, mm. then it's just a matter of how do you, like I was saying earlier, how do you get them to be aware of you online, whether that's collaborating with the right people, you know, leeching followers, like whatever you do um, or, you know, um, and then, and then they go to your podcast. Um, so that, that's usually what it's, it's a very dynamic uh, question on how to grow. Yeah. Um, I'm asking a lot of, it depends questions. So yeah, I'm sorry about that the whole way through. No. Yeah. Like I, I usually, when I get these questions, like I, it's a, it's like a specific, um, it's almost like a scientific process. Mm. You know, like, Oh, cool. So, you know, what do you people do and where are they, uh, what do they desire to have? What are they, what do they want to get to, et cetera. And then from there, a lot of it has to do with you know, where do they exist online? And then how do you, can you make your profiles like social funnels attractive to them? Mm. And how could you get a lot of it? At least until you get that critical mass, you know, once you get kind of that certain base of, of people, you don't have to do that as much. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And we've been over this, the whole episode, you said we need to find the desires and find their problems. Um, I know you've got a Facebook group, but is that mainly how you do research or how would um, your clients say if they didn't have a Facebook do their Intel, their research? Yeah, I'm, I'm in a weird position um, because initially that's how I kind of grew my audience. But with the agency, it's been completely word of mouth. Um, so my podcast doesn't depend on my agency or vice versa. It helps, you know, for I have clients on there and I've gotten clients from people who've listened to podcasts and then they get to like and know me more. Um, and it kind of nurtures, like, especially new leads, it nurtures them pretty well. Uh, but right now I've, I've been more on LinkedIn, um, Facebook. Uh, the reason I started that group was to sell courses mainly, um, which I will get back into soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> oh, good dude. Um, I, I guess it does that, um, it, like you said, it's, it's all really depends. And um, um, I, I always find that just sticking to, especially if you're starting off, sticking to one platform and going all in is just the best way to focus. Um, but yeah. yeah just, and for me, it's, it, was, uh, it was people more than platform, which is really 
kind of what a lot of people, which I'm, I'm talking about how important the platform is knowing where people are, et cetera. Yeah. But yeah. A, a kind of a hack is knowing who are the people on the platforms that you can connect with who can get you attention. Whether you, you know, when I first started out, actually how I grew the Facebook group was I would do like so many Facebook lives every week. I would do like three, four, five yeah. with everyone in the ClickFunnels community, but I would tag them so that I would always be showed up in their feed. So I was just getting free kind of eyeballs. Mm. People would add me, they would go to my profile, they'd join my group, et cetera, just from all this, from me being shown up so much. So um, people, without the people piece, it's very hard to grow. Without someone kind of shouting you out, kind of giving you credits. Um, for me, it was Steve Larson. Like he helped me a ton. Yeah. You know, it was Josh Forey, you know, people like Blake Newbar, um, a lot of people in the community who just, you know, you know, through networking, uh, I collaborated with them and then they, you know, you end up like crossbreeding audiences, almost like, uh, it's like, it's like a cross pollination. Yeah. That's a good way to grow. Like if you're not having any cross pollination, like I scratch your back, you scratch my back type thing with people online. It's mm. the, if you're going just a platform, it's, it's, it's a slow growth. Exactly. It's a really good point. Um, and this is something I do all the time is that I invite someone onto my podcast um, and you've got that reciprocity and then generally I'll ask, and they'll, they'll ask, is there something I can do to help? I'm like, I love, I can jump on your show and, um, solve this problem. Cause I know there's a gap in your content. Um, and that way you're getting value and it's like pretty much a no brainer. Um, yeah, that's how I, I go about I, it. Yeah. And I, I found it, it's, it's way easier with biz in business. Um, like if you're able to give someone results as far as what you do for a living on top of that, you'll get way more shout outs um, or, or just like credit. That's why I worked with Steve Larson in the beginning. Cause like it's easy to get wins for someone like that, you know, and then people automatically, like everyone follows him and knows him. Yep. You're associated with him. Um, so knowing who those big influencers are that you want to collaborate with, whether you have to become, you know, big in their communities, right. Or, yep. you know, have a lot of good attention in their communities etc. So, yep. And if yeah. someone wants to learn more about this, um, I highly recommend you go back to it's dotcom secrets at the very back of the book. There's a bit called dream 100. Um, if you're not familiar with Russell's world, uh, I would highly recommend it because that's exactly what yeah, I'd probably get his new book. Traffic, traffic secrets. secrets. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think he talks about it in there. I have it. I haven't finished it. Um, but yeah, that, that book is really good whole thing based on it. Yeah. Daxi, thanks so much for coming on my show. I love it. If you could uh, let my audience know where they can find you. Um, if you've got any product or service you want to plug more welcome, go for it. Yeah. I have the Facebook group podcast success secrets. And then on all the social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, if you just search Daxi, I should, I should show up. <laughs> I chose that name for a reason. It's a unique Because so, <laughs> nobody has it. So if they Google it, nothing really, it actually means okay in Greek. I didn't know that. Um, until I went to daxi.com mm -hmm. Greek website and I was like, what's this? <laughs> so I guess I'm okay. <laughs> You're an influencer in Greece. Pro probably. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. Was, I was expecting a little bit there. It's just like an awkward little science. It's all good. I, I just needed some water. I was dehydrated. <laughs> That's a beauty podcast. You can edit little bits like that. Yeah. Daxi, thanks for coming on to Storytelling Secrets today. Thank you, man. That's it for today's podcast of Storytelling Secrets. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to go grab Daxi's, it's his Facebook group. I'm going to leave that in the description below. Um, and it is 
can be podcastsecrets.co. But otherwise, thanks for tuning in this week. I'll see you Monday for the solo show. Have a great weekend. Goodbye.